2: Between the Links. And now, your host,
0: Mike Heck,
1: The iconic voice of Esther Lynn, welcomes you to a brand new edition of BTL. Happy Thursday, everybody. A lot going on. I am on the road here in not-so-sunny Florida. It's kind of sunny, but not incredibly sunny. But... We, we deal with whatever we got to deal with uh, here for the Jake Paul-Andre August fight, which goes down tomorrow. I actually got to see the iconic voice yesterday in person, which was very cool. But this is going to be a fun edition. This is not your normal BTL. There's just so much happening right now. We're starting a little bit early today. We're going to do a special Q&A edition. We try to do this once a month, and it just so happens this is the month to do it. So thank you for joining us and joining me to answer your questions about UFC 296 and much more Mr. No Gray Area, Mr. Hot Take, the Cannonball Kid himself, Mr. Jed Mishu. Jed, how we doing on this Thursday?
3: I'm doing great. One, this isn't just the month to do. I mean, this is this is the the week to do it. So many things to talk about, Mike, and of course, that's you can see that's three stars, baby. The full bore Mishulin star system this week is going to be great. Let's get into it.
1: Yes, uh, we are, of course, going to answer your questions. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of them surrounding UFC 296. But before we get to that, we haven't had the chance really as a website to react to the big news from last night. Channel P. Sonnen goes on YouTube and puts out a quick video that was titled Ian Gary out of UFC 296. He didn't really get into too much specifics about it. And then a couple of hours later... UFC CEO Dana White, he takes to social media. He announces that the rumors are, in fact, true. I actually believe Jesse on Fire on YouTube was the first to break this news or at least put this out there, so credit to him. Uh, Chael kind of escalated it with his video, and then Dana confirms it. And Jed is a guy who did a reaction pod with (laughs) the Prince of Positivity, A.K. Lee, about Ian Machado Gary not showing up to the UFC 296 Media Day. What was your reaction to this a couple of hours later? Ian Machado, Gary, off the card. And as of right now, Vicente Luque is also off the card. But who knows if that changes?
3: Well, one, I was disappointed because, you know, we scrambled together a React pod. And we were clear, like, this was all speculation. We don't really know why he's not showing up. But it seemed uh, certainly everyone had the same thought, even if that didn't end up being what actually happened? Uh, so that was a bummer. And then mostly it was a bummer because when I started thinking about it, like we we went through this whole reaction pot that I don't know if we left up or not. I honestly don't know how we how we handled that. As we talked through it, you know, AK and I were just kind of trying to solve. We're like, all right, well, why would he skip media day? Like, if if he's if he's not going because of the surrounding circumstances of this week, it'd make more sense to skip the presser than the media day because. I mean, you know, God love all our friends and compatriots. It's not like MMA media is the, the most stringent and difficult group of people to, to field questions from. You know, whereas at the presser, there will be the whole other group of humans around. So I was like, why would he skip this? And then as we talked through I was like because this is a genius move because by skipping media day, what Ian Gary has done is he's made himself the talk of this event already. And then tomorrow at the press conference, all the conversation is going to circle around him and Colby Covington's going to be up there calling him all sorts of a beta soy boy can't handle it. And Leon, who he already kind of has a little bit of heat with because of the gym stuff, Leon might even take a few shots. And then if he, he becomes the talk of the presser and then he goes out and he beats Luke suddenly ian gary's in pole position to be the next guy for the welterweight title because of all this heat and then none of that was true and he has the flu uh so so it was a real bummer i went through a a whole event that just ended up being useless so uh and it's a bummer because this is a good fight like i was pretty i was pretty interested in this fight i mean fortunately of all the cards to lose kind of high quality fights this is the one like there are just a ton of them still waiting in the wings to step up but yeah it's a bummer
1: yeah it's definitely a bummer this one probably had more storyline than the than the freaking main event uh with everything going on with ian but uh it started with the flu according to dana white and then it kind of morphed into pneumonia pneumonia sucks you certainly can't fight with it it's super contagious chael was talking about Maybe Ian's child was was dealing with symptoms as well. So I know a lot of people are going to give Ian a whole bunch of crap for this. But, I mean, if he's got pneumonia, like, what do you expect him to do? He's not going to be able to fight. So as of right now, no opponent for Vicente Luque. Although Vicente Luque getting a little bit loud right now. Uh, called out Kevin Holland on Instagram. Kevin took to social media himself with the phone emoji. You know how Kevin Holland is. I did speak to his manager about 30 minutes ago, uh, Orin Hodak, the great Orin Hodak of, of KO reps. And he said uh, they did ask the UFC. As soon as they found out Ian was out, they, he, they, excuse me, uh, Kevin, his manager, the team, they reached out to Hunter Campbell to try to secure this fight. As of now, nothing has been said, but then Luke a kind of sprinkled on a little bit. Let's do it. I know Luke's manager, Ali Abdelaziz, tweeted out, let's go 180 pounds. So maybe they do it at 180. Who knows? Are you okay with Kevin Holland stepping in or would you prefer they just push this one back? What do you think? No,
3: no, because this, the fight between Ian Gary and Vicente Luque, it, it made sense and it's a good fight, right? Like, uh, the, the Both of these two dude dudes are just very exciting. They're both kind of top 12-ish welterweight somewhere in that area. It makes sense for Ian and Gary to get this step up in competition as a launching pad to a top five sort of opponent. And it makes sense for Luke as like, all right, I got to hold my position against this young hungry dude and then maybe I can get back in the mix. Like it it fit a lot of narratives – And so it was a good fight. It made sense, but it's not like Oh, this is the only fight that we can do. Like you put Vicente Luque in there with anybody and it's going to be gangbusters. And so Kevin Holland, like that's, I don't even, I don't know why that's not made like this. This should have already been solved as soon as it was essentially put out into the world. And both guys were like down. There's (laughs) no reason. Cause you know, Kevin Holland's always down to clown and Vicente Luque's, you know, John Adam was like, all right, well, this is one of those fights that should be able to be made within 20 minutes I'm just being like hey Kevin you want to do this all right what's the number great set get on a plane get out here let's go and I think that probably ultimately is what will happen it just makes a ton of sense and it's awesome because I let's just let Luke a fight we don't have to hold him for Gary Gary can fight somebody else you know a, a month from now down the line because there are plenty of other options in that regard as well
1: yeah, I don't know if Kevin's in Vegas. I probably should have asked that, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was because a card like this, Could... usually you get half the roster out there anyways, at least attending it. So we'll see if it happens. Maybe Dana he's will- he's not, it's a short
3: product. flight away, you know?
1: Just Yeah, hop he can on. get there. And he would do it. He would do it, and he'd be rewarded somewhat handsomely for it. And Kevin fights for money as a prize fighter. So that'd be fun. We'll see if that actually pans out. But yes, tough, tough one. That was a fight I was really looking forward to, but it is what it is. I, I think you're probably right here. Of all the fights we could lose, this is probably the one that stings the least. I know it hurts yeah. from a storyline perspective, but as, as far as like a fight perspective goes, like if we lost the Tony main card Patty. Sure. Yeah, if we lost Tony versus Patty, I think it'd be a lot more damaging, but man, this is a tough, tough loss and I don't think it would be damaging
3: to lose anything, though. Like this card is so. It's really good as long as as the two title fights stay. And even if you lost the co-main event, even though I think the co-main event is like a more interesting fight in a lot of ways than the main event. If the if the top two fights stay, the rest of this card is so deep that like losing one or even another fight this weekend is fine. Like they don't have to rebook. Like they don't have to rebook Luque. They could just give him a little money and be like, "Hey, we're going to rerun this fight a month from now." that would also be fine. And you could just be like, all right, Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell, you're up on the main card. No, one's going to be upset at like, this card is incredibly deep. And so of all the fight cards to suffer losses, this is kind of one that's going to do it the best this year.
1: That is true. All right. Well, when Cody Garbrandt, react.
3: Brian Kelleher can get elevated to the main sure. card too. He's super easy. Yeah. Former Bantamweight yep. champion, Cody Garbrandt. Like.
1: Yeah. There's a lot we could do here. So we'll see what happens. We'll bring in uh, EK I kind of I, I,
3: I kind of oh, want that Kevin Holland fight now though. I mean, you just start talking about it, and it's like, okay, that's a banger. Yeah, hey, I'll tell yeah. you what that is. It's a, that's a certified banger. Let's make that happen. I'm, Ian I'm Gary can go and fight Sean Brady uh, in two months or something like that. That's what we, how we can solve this.
1: Yeah, that may be where he ends up going if if they put Luke in there with Holland. Okay. So, all right. Uh, let's bring Casey in Time to take your questions Hi Casey How we doing? Hi Hi everybody Hi, Jeff. Got I mean, the bachelor sleeves. pad All to himself right now Look at this yeah. guy He's got <laughs> sleeves on It's, it's yeah, getting mean, what, cold. A, what a life Yeah
4: <laughs> it's getting
3: cold in California Is that where the sleeves are out?
1: I know
4: Yes yeah. Oh my god What is it like 72 Oh boy is Oh put a jacket heat, on Get the heater on Get the fire going <laughs> Throw some marshmallows <laughs> Alright yeah. Oh all right, questions. Here we go. Um,
3: As you can imagine, whoops. the comment section looks just great.
1: Ian, just getting yeah. ripped to shreds here.
3: It's r- a r- lot of very reasonable people responding to things.
1: It just Fair. Um, It just
4: reminds me, I forget like how much. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just disappointed, MMA fans. I'll just say it. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> eh. I know, I know I shouldn't have my expectations anywhere, but like, why do, why do you guys hate fighters so much? They just hate fighters. Like when you give. And women. And women and women. Yeah. they just yeah, it's women and fighters. It's like, come on, be better, be better. Let's talk about the main event. Oops. bigger. All right. Joe
1: D. can you see oh, yeah, Colby sorry. wrestling? <laughs> can you see Colby wrestling Leon for five rounds and win with that? I'm going to just put it out there into the universe, Jed. I listened to No Bets Bard. I had a, a a traffic-filled drive from the Jake Paul-Andre August press conference back to where my parents are, so where I'm staying right now. Uh, I listened to No Bets Bard. Wonderful program. Uh, you Great inspired program. me in lots of ways because of the watch party. I do play some bets. And I will say this, I have a bet on Colby Covington by decision at plus 250. I'm not thrilled about it. I don't feel confident in it, but I feel like this fight is a little bit closer than a lot of people are giving it credit for. It is not out of the realm of possibility for Colby to wrestle Leon for five rounds and get a win. And let's be clear, if Colby wins this fight, he's got to win by decision. So I do have a a little bit of a value sprinkle on Colby by decision. Again, I'm not overly confident about it. I know you're very confident Leon Edwards wins this fight, although you will be completely shocked if Colby is able to win. But if Colby does Colby things, here's the, here's the thing for me, Jed. The first seven minutes of this fight are going to tell me a lot. If Colby comes out kind of static and plays the, well, let's see what Kamara, like we, in the second Kamar Usman fight, he got cooking in round three and then he won the rest of the fight. But it took him like two and a half rounds to do anything. And that obviously hurt him in the fight, but if he comes out and can win the first round, maybe get some momentum heading into round three, this is a completely different fight. This changes everything. So do you see a world where if Colby gets off to a good start, that Leon Edwards betters are like, "Uh oh, this is, this is not good.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like super possible. My confidence in Leon is that I don't want Colby to win. And so I'm manifesting <laughs> this. Um, and I like in general do think that this fight favors him for a number of pretty obvious reasons. One, Leon is a pretty good defensive wrestler. I mean, Kamaru Usman, who I th- is a, a different kind of wrestler than Colby Covington is. But I think people would largely say a superior wrestler to Colby. Did not have a ton of success in the second fight with Leon. In the first fight, he obviously did. And I think if Colby's going to win, it looks a lot like the Usman Leon fight one, just without the head kick at the end, right? Like it is pressure and pace, and he gets positions uh, and he gets those takedowns. And it won't stun me if he can do this. Colby Covington is a very, very good wrestler and a cardio machine. But Leon had made adjustments in that second fight with Usman. Usman still scored some takedowns, but he was able to hold position far less than he was before, and most of the takedowns got stuffed. Statistically, uh, Usman and Colby are pretty, pretty much identical in their takedown success rates, and again, I think Leon is going to fare better uh, against this, particularly the style Colby wrestles with, because Usman is a much better control grappler than Colby is. So Colby gets takedowns, but he's kind of often lets people up or people just get up and then he takes them back down again. And it's sort of that cardio exhaustion strategy. Not sure how well that plays against Leon, who's already proven to be quite good at getting up. So stylistically, I do think that Leon is favored here, but it was two fights ago that Leon got controlled on the ground for most of the fight. And I know that the narrative got shifted entirely with the head kick and maybe that's just, but there was a reason that John Anik and Joe Rogan and everyone were writing Leon out off. Like he looked mentally broken and defeated by, because he was, he had been sort of smushed for the last 15 minutes before that and pulled out a a miracle highlight. And so I think it would be dumb to be like, Colby can't win this because there is a clear path and it's a path that sort of aligns with how he normally gets his business done. I'm just not sure, particularly Here's the other thing, Mike. Here's arguably the biggest single thing about this. Kobe hasn't fought in two years. <laughs> like I don't, it's, it's not quite two years, but it's March of 2022 or whatever. Like it's, it's well over 18 months since he has last competed. That is so long to be off. And he, he is not a spring chicken, you know, like he's, 35 pushing 36, we've all seen the stats about being 35 and up and weight classes below 170 and success rate. Like, that's there are just a lot of outside factors that make me really think that Leon should win this. But again, can't be stunned if he loses.
1: The fallout of this fight is going to be super interesting, and I don't know if there's a question about that here. I mean, a lot of people feel like if Colby loses – Like, maybe he retires because, like, what else is there for him? He goes 0 3 in undisputed title fights. I think he's the, he would become the first fighter in UFC history to accomplish that feat. And I wouldn't even say accomplish that.
3: Uh, No, Uri Faber had to have done that, didn't he? I think
1: Joe B. 0 3.
3: I mean, Joe B definitely did because Joe B went (laughs) 0 for 2 on, Joe B technically went 0 for (laughs) 4 because he missed twice against DJ. Uh, lost against Figgy when Figgy couldn't win the belt and then lost against Figgy when Figgy won the belt.
1: Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So So Jovi definitely, but
3: I I feel like three. Uriah fought three times for the UFC. Or maybe the, one of those was an interim though.
1: It was interim. Hen and Brow, right? Hen
3: and Brow was interim, you're right. You're right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And we'll then he be, also went not a, lost several for the WEC. So
1: Basically, that's, that's not a list you want to be on, is going 0-3 so in undisputed title fights. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, and it's really tough to come back from. So, It's not, it's not a good list.
3: Um, yeah, do you think he retires? I mean, I, I could understand it. I just feel like he'll just try and stick around and get money fights. I feel, money I feel fights. he's
4: retired now. I mean, I don't feel like he's a real fighter now. I feel like he's just a celebrity fighter they put in to sell pay-per-views. If he can sell pay-per-views, they'll put him – he'll be back at the top I don't know that's why I kind of that's why this fight's being,
1: even being made I mean you could do the Mazadol fight again you could do Poirier I guess to like settle that I think beef.
3: Poirier just has no interest in that is what it sort of seems like so I mean maybe I I feel like he might stick around one or two more because hell I thought he was going to like leave welterweight after losing Usman a second time it's like yeah you should just try and go up to middleweight and pick a fight with Sean Strickland or whoever um, so I, I think he'll probably stick around, but Casey's sort of right. It's not like he's the most active dude in the world anyway.
1: What if Leon, what if Colby wins? Like, and I'm not even talking about it from the Colby side because things are just going to get super weird if Colby wins. What if Leon, what if just on the Leon side, if Colby wins the belt and Leon is no longer the champion, where does he go? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a t- like how, how much work will he have to do to get back to a One title second. shot? Because it took him. It took him a long time, Casey, to, to even get that shot to begin with. So what happens if Leon loses the belt on Saturday? Where does he go? I just think two
4: wins. He's Maybe fight Bilal. That's right. It's right there. Leon Bilal. Man.
1: That's, that's uh, that's poor. It's tough for Bilal, man. This is... Oh, no. no God, it's it's absolutely tough for Bilal. I mean... Bilal screwed. Either I mean,
3: way? I... I if think Colby wins, I don't only, think he's getting
1: the title shot. But if Leon wins, I think he might ha- he might get it.
3: If Leon wins and Shavkat either doesn't win impressively or the winner of Wonder Wonderboy is too hurt <laughs> like to do a timeline. I just I think I was having this conversation with somebody on Twitter yesterday. Bilal's Bilal's only getting a title fight if they have no other options. Like that's just it.
1: If they go to Manchester, first half of 2024 which dana did an interview at tnt sports and he basically said he wants to tap into some of these other markets besides london if you do if, if they can book something in manchester and i heard pizza carroll talk about they they just they're building a brand new arena in manchester that seats over twenty thousand people it's going to open in april if they can bring a car to manchester and Leon headlines it doesn't really matter who he fights you get if bla's ready they could do that there' are Tommy Aspen on that card to defend the interim title if you do that like that didn't, I, I think Balal has the best chance but I honestly I think I mean I, it really the being available is going to be Bilal's best friend here especially if Leon wins if Colby wins boy he, it might be it's tough, not gonna matter it might be tough yeah remind yeah. me the history how did Leon get the title shot in and how did
4: Leon get the title shot? What was the kind of storyline? Was there someone, <clears throat> was he a late notice? Was there someone just?
3: No, There he had done a lot. Usman had kind of called him out. And then at that point, there was just nothing else that was really going on for Usman because we had all assumed that it was going to be Hamzat, right? Like, wasn't that, was that sort of where it was going? But then that kind of just never ended up happening. And so it was like, all right, let's do Leon.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just got to the point where it's just all right, let's just do the damn thing. They were going saying, to Salt I'm, Lake City. You know I'm what I mean? He's getting
4: kind of flashbacks means that when we talk about Bilal getting a title shot, well, nothing else is there, so he'll get a title shot. I kinda I feel like I'm just I back mean, at the Leon Leon kind of the, the same thing. Dude,
3: it's exactly the same. Okay, he, okay, but, okay. Yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. Like he's it's the same. He deserves. I'm not here to talk about hey, he obviously deserves the shot, but he's only going to get it if Leon like if circumstances roll out the same way. And that was my whole thing with Leon and his sort of approach to this is like, okay, it can work for you. Like that has worked at a period of time. Like honestly, Tyron Woodley sort of had the same thing happen in his title fight. Like when he fought Robbie Lawler, which was weird because he was on the shelf for 18 months or something. But historically it's just not the safest way to go about things and you things have to break real well for you. And so like, I think Bilal's is going to have to fight somebody else.
1: We shall see. All right.
3: I mean, cause, cause here's the thing, like that will depend on timeline. Certainly if they do go to London, then maybe Bilal just sneaks in there. But if Hamza or if, if Shafkot wins, he's definitely, I think he has taken pole position. If he beats Stephen Thompson impressively, even though maybe that's not meritocratic or whatever. Uh, and then like, i don't know jack dell is fighting gilbert burns in february or whatever if he shows out against gilbert burns like what Bilal is is he's going to have to make a a compelling reason to get that title fight real soon
1: so that fight like i know it was reported i know that's what jack's team wants but to sit that fight's not done um or even really close tell to
3: being that, done. Tell that to Tapology, because they have it listed.
1: <laughs> well, it's... Trust, it, it, <laughs> as we tell you all the time, the golden rule, it's on it ain't a thing. I
3: trust um, Tapology. They're good people.
1: <laughs> it's a great website. It don't, is don't a great website. It's they a good website. It works a It's a good, website. It's a a lot. good website. Yeah. yeah, great yeah. Website. Uh, so this is kind of interesting, too, because Leon said some interesting things. Who besides Colby does the UFC actually want as welterweight champion. So, Leon believes the UFC is rooting for Colby. I don't think that's... I I don't know if they're, like, straight rooting for him. I don't know. Leon's... They're tapping into, what like, a big market right now. Uh, I know the London thing kind of lost a little bit of momentum because the ticket prices went up and it's just the same arena over and over again. So, I think it lost a little bit of its luster. But Mm -hmm. Dana telling TNT Sports they want to go to different places in the UK and in Europe. I think they kind of... It, this works better if Leon is the champion, does it not? So, do you think the UFC is rooting for Colby to win this fight? And if not, like if Dana and the brass had their druthers, like who is their ideal welterweight champion right now?
3: I think that this is good matchmaking, and from the UFC standpoint of they don't actually care who wins, um, which is not what happens all the time. I kind of that's sort of one of my big pet peeves with their matchmaking is like sometimes they're very clear. They are in the corner of somebody. Like they, they have set it up where one win is much better than the other. I think in this one, it's fine. Both come with complications. Both come with benefits. I think if Leon stays your welterweight champion, it's all the stuff you said. He is, you know, you now have two British champions. That's pretty useful for them. And Leon is starting to maybe gets a bump by beating Colby as well. So maybe he starts becoming something that's a little bit more marketable outside of England. Uh, if Colby wins look he's going to be a nightmare to deal with as champion um that's just uh, that is just how that will be but they he is marketable people people tune into him he drives interest for good or ill and so i think that this is kind of one of those situations where it they're okay with it but who wins will really dictate what comes next for their plan And so that's like that. That is why I am interested in this fight. Not for the fight itself, though it's somewhat interesting, but the after effects of this are going to be wild because it's a huge range of of outcomes here, right? Like Shavkat, I still think has the inside track, but Shavkat is not the most marketable individual from a talking on a microphone standpoint, yeah, if you've heard him yeah. at all this week, but you know, he's, Hey, he, he can just be the silent dude in the funny hat who absolutely obliterates everyone he fights. And that won't be the worst thing. I think if they had their druthers, Hamzat would have been the welterweight champion, but you know, baby's thrown out in the bathwater with that one. Hamzat's up at middleweight now. So I think it's fine either way for them.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. To, uh, this is not Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. Yeah,
3: no. This, <laughs> the, they, they don't have a side that they cared that much more. If I had to guess, I would say that they would slightly prefer Leon over Colby to win this, just because Leon is easier for them to deal with. Because I'm relatively certain that if Colby becomes champion, he is going to do nothing but try to fight Conor McGregor.
4: But isn't that whether UFC wants?
3: I don't do they? I honestly have no idea. If I mean they want I don't that. want to I,
4: obviously I but as far as like selling tickets and pay-per-views, isn't that exactly I what the UFC wants?
3: I don't I know because I th- I think Connor's gonna sell pay-per-views anyway, and having Connor lose again is probably not ideal.
1: All right. All right, what else we got? Uh, Joseph asks, can Wonder Boy secure a title shot on this card? So, look, of, of all the yeah, weird things that could happen here, Wonder Boy beat Shafgat Rachmanov. And look, I know a lot of people think it's impossible, the betting lines. I, I think Shafgat's the biggest favorite on the card by a pretty healthy number. But if Wonder Boy could somehow go... D- people forget, like, Wonder Boy... Off, Wonder Boy, once he gets taken down, is not great. But it's not... Thoroughly easy to take him down. He does have pretty underrated takedown defense, although Gilbert Burns and bala Muhammad didn't seem to think so. But if somehow, it's, Shafcott, it's getting
3: worse. The older
1: he's getting, for sure. But if somehow, because Shafkat's been saying, um you know what, dude, I'm just going to stand with you. Like I, I don't have to take you down. I'll just, I'll just stand there. Wonderboy doesn't believe him, so he's not really prepared for his, a, a straight stand up battle. But Jed, if Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, at 40 years of age, about to turn 41 in February. If he goes out there and beats Shafka Rachmanov, does he get his his day in court here? Does he get his one last opportunity to fight for undisputed gold?
3: Well, then he would join the ranks of dudes who have lost three undisputed title <laughs> shots.
1: Well, he would uh, only lose two because he has a draw.
3: Yeah, but if you're the challenger, that's a loss. If you don't win the belt, you lose. That's my <laughs> I view <laughs> I view draws as wins for champions because they keep the belt, so it's friggin' dub. Uh, yeah, I. It wouldn't stun me. I would still lean no, but I it, the people who are out there are like no, he lost to Bilal. Bilal Hall would be ahead of him. Like I, I, wouldn't bet on that. I wouldn't feel real confident about that. It's like, it because uh, he's number six in their rankings. He beats Shavkat. I'm looking at the ranks right now. He'll move up to five. Two good wins. They like him, you know, I wouldn't even be that upset with it. Would it be, would it be righteous? No, it would not be righteous, but I'm kind of okay with like letting old dudes get one last title shot. Even if we sort of have to squint our eyes and kind of turn the other way on how they get it. Cause like I was fine with Dan Henderson fighting Michael Bisping. I, I know everyone here, yeah. I know a lot of people hated that, but I was like super on board at the time. I was like, well, one this is who cares? Like who like yes, we all know Michael Bisping would lose to Yoel Romero, or Robert Whitaker. We are all aware of this, but it's fine. <laughs> it's it's okay. So I would be okay with Stephen Thompson getting it. I'd still lean to think he won't though.
1: Yeah, that'd be sure. Man, imagine being below Muhammad Leon or Wonderboy goes out. And beat Shafkot, and then he gets the shot, and Bilal doesn't after Bilal basically like 30 25 him. Oh man, that'd be well, <laughs> ooh, look, tough. That'd be so tough. If, if Leon
3: wins, right? Like Colby might actually fight Wonder Boy. <laughs> if you've got like that, actually might be a fight that he would accept, be like, yeah, I'll just take him down. It's fine. Um, and Leon would probably, I think, if you were like, hey, Leon, I know you're going to talk about going up to middleweight, that's real dumb and not going to happen. So just shush it with that. Uh, here are your options. You can fight Bilal, or you can fight Wonder Boy. I feel like he's he would choose Wonder Boy in that scenario. So, uh, yeah, could happen. Uh,
4: yeah. I see a path. I see a path. Yeah, Jeez, yeah
3: it's not right. Pain. It's not right, but it could happen.
1: Wonder Boy's yeah. pretty popular too, man. Like he does popular. numbers. He does it, numbers. It, P- people his like his YouTube him.
3: YouTube channel has been back. consistently growing. Yeah.
4: And you see, actually promoted Wonderboy and his story and his, you know, 40, being 40 and stuff. And I think there's a real storyline there, especially if he, um, honestly, of the main card fights, I'm pretty, I think, oh man, I forget. Would Wonderboy be the biggest, or maybe it was Tony Ferguson? Who would be the biggest kind of like, no way they won that fight on the main card? It's Wonderboy. It's definitely Wonderboy o- over Tony. Okay, cool. Oh, for, for sure. sure. For mm-hmm.
1: sure. I don't know, man. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I, don't I feel know like about that public perception. It's definitely Wonder Boy.
3: Well, public it perception, it's Wonder, it's Wonder Boy, and odds wise, it's Wonder Boy. I straight up, I will be far more surprised if Tony Ferguson beats Patty Pimblett than I will be if if Wonder Boy wins, particularly if Chavcott does choose to stand with him. Like, here's the list of people who have won striking battles with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Anthony Pettis in a fight he was absolutely losing. Losing. Uh, yeah. Until the sick – I was at that fight. It was Nashville. It was the sick cage Superman punch. Um, <laughs> trying to think of – you could argue that Tyron Woodley really won the striking battle with with Wonderboy considering he almost decapitated him like four yeah. times. But that's with um, a I,
4: serious threat of takedowns. So – Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean though.
3: Yeah. That's it. Uh, that's it. I mean, I know technically Darren Till won, but – I watched that fight and he did not. Um, so yeah, that's that's the list of people who have won striking contests that I recall. Maybe I'm maybe I'm forgetting something there. It's like Kevin Holland learned that lesson. Like hey, we all thought Kevin Holland would shoot. He didn't, and he got tuned up. If Shafkot really doesn't shoot, it won't shock me if Stephen Thompson is just like real weird and awkward.
4: Did Shafka ever shoot on Jeff Neal? I did don't recall. He, he, he pretty much got in the fire with him like he he fought jeff no the toughest way possible and still came out on top so yeah i i, I completely expect shopcott to stand with wonder boy
3: he shot four times against jeff oh he uh, did, jeff he did.
4: Oh, okay yeah maybe i'm wrong maybe, maybe
3: um i mean yeah i i don't suspect that he will take that tack. but if he does top wonder boy is a great chance um and i wouldn't again just wouldn't be all the way shocked if it happened so but Tony Ferguson, he's I'm I'm very sorry for y'all. And I hope for the millions of Tony fans that this doesn't go this way. But I explained this on no bets bar to uh our wonderful people. I've lived this before. I I was <laughs> that guy. I was the man dude. just BJ's still showing something. Like there's still a reason to believe BJ's gonna win this one. Dennis Seaver, oh. Dennis Seaver's just not very good. BJ can get it done. Oh, Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall's a grappler. He can't strike at all. BJ has incredible takedown defense. He's just going to keep it on the feet and box with him. Like it's Clay Guida. Clay Guida is also old and has to take people down, and BJ is so good at that. I just did this. I lived this life. I'm there for you guys. I I understand how sad it is. It's just not going to happen for Tony, man.
1: Yeah, I do have a bet. I do. When have you a lose Tony six Ferguson. fights in a
3: row, you don't suddenly win one. <laughs> It's not how it goes.
1: I have I have a bet on Tony Ferguson by decision at plus seven hundred because I don't think he's going to finish Patty if he wins because Patty is, you know, people can say what they want about him. The dude can take a shot. He is incredibly durable. He is very difficult to finish. I think Patty will probably have the momentum at the end. Look, I I don't know how that friggin' fight's going to go. Like Patty could just ice Tony in a round in that one. Like nothing would completely shock me here. Um, so I don't know. I don't really. I honestly have no clue what's going to happen to that fight because Patty's been out for a while too, and he's dealing with he was dealing with a pretty tough injury, ankle surgeries, trying to get back, all that stuff. He's been out for a year since the Jared Gordon fight. He didn't look relatively great in that fight either. So I don't know. We'll see. All I can, all I want to see is Tony being. I want to see Tony just be go out there and compete. I want to see him be competitive, even if he loses. I just want to even if he gets finished in the third round, if he has like a, a, a just a super fun fight and loses, I'm okay with that. Like it won't break my heart. The Chandler fight broke my heart because of how <laughs> the way that friggin' fight ended, but he did have a good first round. And I know people fall into this trap too. We're like, Oh, he did this, he did this in his last fight. You listen to no best Bard. The Bobby you know. Green fight, you know, you, you just the Bobby Green fight. He, he lands a shot. Me. I don't think it was technically a knockdown going back and rewatching that. And a lot of people are like, oh, he dropped Bobby Green. It was I think Bobby just kind of was off balance more than anything. But you just saw that fight go downhill real quick for Tony. And you just knew that this is just a mercy type of thing. We're just waiting for the referee to come in and stop this freaking fight in any way. Because Tony was just getting dusted up by Bobby. So I just don't want to see a fight where... Tony has like a good three minutes and then Patty just obliterates him. Just give me, give me two exciting rounds where it's kind of close. And then whatever happens in round three, like I can live with that. You know what I mean?
3: I would like to see uh Patty just beat the absolute soul out of Tony Ferguson. Um, I we we need to be done with this. Like we I know that everyone is talking themselves into it, Tony, most of all. We need To recognize that at some point your number is called and that's just it. And this game is unforgiving, but it happens to the best fighters of all time. And maybe if Patty Pimblet, who no one respects, goes out there and just lays wood to him for as long as it takes maybe Tony will wake up and realize, man, it's not Goggins. Like it's, it's not a lack of effort that is getting me here because the Goggins thing is the weirdest thing to me. Be like, yeah, th- I got to say, of I said this on no Bet's Bar. of all the people in the history of this sport who I would be like, you know what will turn their fortunes around? Working real hard with David Goggins. Tony's last on the list. That is not what has been a- – ailing Tony Ferguson effort and kind of psychopathic training has not been the problem for Tony. So like doing more of that, isn't going to make any difference here. Like it's just time. And I know that fighters and identity are really complicated, horrible subject, but bro, it's just, it's just done. You had a great career had a great run. You're one of the best lightweights of all time. Hall of Famer. Like yeah, Hall of Famer, one of the very best like, lightweights who ever stepped foot in the cage, and and Father Time comes for us all, and when he comes, sometimes it's hard and fast and sucks ass for you, and unfortunately you were one of those people. But like I, I want to see the outcome that will get Tony to quit doing this because I don't want to keep having this conversation every five months. I'm I am done with it I would like Tony to be done and move on to the next stage of his life
4: yeah he has to take a just a just a one-sided three-minute ass whooping for him to leave if he has one yeah. good minute if he has one good strike he did that will be that will be enough for him to get one more opportunity against <laughs> yeah. whoever the step below Patty Pimlet is I don't know uh uh, uh Jason Cooper <laughs> Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper. He'll fight Jesus. Chase Hooper next. That
3: probably is actually what would happen. And it's just no, like, I'm, yeah, man. I'm
4: serious. I'm that serious. Like, if he gets no, one like, good yeah. strike on it, yeah, one good takedown, wins, almost wins around. round, he's coming back and he's fighting Chase Hooper. And Chase Hooper, yeah. you know. yeah,
3: Because, because again, it's the same he things sells, Tony sells. fans yeah. – and the same things Tony fans are telling themselves. Like, hey, he won that round against Michael Chandler, which he did. And, hey, he looked okay against Nate Diaz until he sort of fell off, which, okay, he did. And, you know, the Bobby Green – Headbutt or eye poke, or whatever it was. Like, Tony can say and is saying all those same things to himself because fighters cannot reckon with this part of the game. Very few of them have ever gone gracefully out of the sport. It has to be beaten into you. And if freaking Patty Pimblett goes and beats it into him, maybe that is what will happen. But, and that's why I want it. Like, I don't want ill things to happen to Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But if he has, if he, it's going to be worse for him. If he sticks around longer, this is just going to prolong in an awful way. Just get fucking nuked by Patty Pimblett and let's be done with this.
1: What's been so weird about this fight is like the roller coaster ride it's been because when it was booked, it was probably like the most polarizing matchmaking – in the last five years like everybody had an opinion on it either they loved it or they hated it there was no gray area with it and then with all the ian machado gary stuff it almost like didn't become like a low-key fight but it kind of did like people just kind of stopped forgetting about it the whole storyline of the fight became tony working with david goggins and i feel like this week i feel like with this press conference it's gonna get built up real quick like Tony and and Patty at the media day, we're kind of getting after it a little bit. There's some social media blocking and weirdness going on between those two, but I think things are going to ramp up. And I think by the time we get to Saturday, I think this is the fight everyone's going to be talking about, maybe even more so than the main event. So we'll I mean, see.
3: I think that's I think it's very likely just because of how big a star Patty is and how beloved Tony is, and they're both of them have the ability to talk in ways that nobody else on this card does. (laughs) Like particularly with he and Gary out, like who's, who's going to really be dominating the presser. Colby will say stuff, but most of it will seem real dumb. So like, yeah, I think there's a very, very high chance that that's true. And if he still consists on fighting, let's, let's just send him out the hardest way possible. Dustin Poirier needs somebody at UFC 300. Dustin Poirier versus Tony Ferguson. Just, (laughs) <laughs> just do it.
1: I thought you were going to say like, Benoit Sotteni, Tony Ferguson.
3: I mean, that's more what the UFC would opt to do because of the way that they particularly go about things. But let's let Poirier do it. They've never fought. This would be fine.
4: How how should the UFC be handling Tony Ferguson outside of I, just not give him a fight, just say you're done? I, Wait, should, should, I, shouldn't I he have, have a proper I would goodbye? have cut him from his know. contract. Just no retirement. Uh, no, no retirement music so you're
3: gone. I, I would have done the Nate Diaz fight. I would have been a planned fight as opposed to how it sort of came together ramshackle. And that would have been, hey, uh, if you win this fight, we can talk about it. But if you lose, we're we're going to exit your contract. Uh, because of how that shook out, A uh, Bobby Green would have been his well, I, I will not say a retirement fight because I do not think it is on the organization to foist retirement onto a fighter. It's how he makes his living. And if sure. you, you are yeah, his, his exit from the UFC because, look, I think Tony should retire, but this is his life, and he gets to make that call, and I'm fine with him making that decision about his own life, but if I were the UFC, I would no longer be involved in this. Bobby Green would have been the, hey, uh, this is it. If if you get, you know, if, if things go poorly like they have been, we're going to exit you from your contract, and you can go you know, do whatever else you want, and that, that's fine with us, but We are not going to continue doing this.
0: The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Dumbay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at Noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Let's talk about
4: the best fight on the actual main card. Because <laughs> no one's
1: asking any questions about it. <laughs> Like, I feel like fight. people are overlooking the Rival-Pantoja fight. Everyone's overlooking yeah. this fight. Everyone is. In general. I think there are a lot of good it.
3: reasons for that, though. I mean, we we did watch this fight 18 months ago, and it went very clearly one direction. I'm not saying the same thing will happen. I was a little bit sold by Brendan Rival on the MMA Hour yesterday talking about this fight and sort of the what he learned from the first matchup and sort of how that helped him grow and realize that, you know, I – I'm paraphrasing, but his quote is, uh, I just sort of always thought I could win every shootout because I'm so dangerous that if I can get guys to get into shootouts with me, then that I've already won the fight. And then I realized against Pantoja that, oh, actually he that that's not gonna work here. He can also win this shootout. So um, you know, if he brings a different style, a different way of being to this fight, it could be really interesting. I mean, he's got a lot of tools. Absolutely. I have I don't think that's when the bullets are flying, you are who you are. Like that's you're just gonna be the guy you are deep down inside. And the guy Brandon Reval, is deep down inside is an absolute lunatic. And so that's awesome. And it's gonna make this really exciting for how long it lasts. But Pantoja is is the superior scramble grappler, and in that situation, he's gonna get to the dominant positions. He's gonna finish the fight.
1: I, I love Brennan Royval as a, as a fighter. He's must-see He's awesome. TV. I liked him in LFA. I was putting up, I was doing interviews with him well before he was with UFC. Just a fascinating guy. Like Every conversation him and I have turns into like a fighter therapy session where I'm just so fascinated about what goes through his mind because he is such a lunatic in there. And one of the things he told me after the Pantoja loss was Mark Montoya would make him stay sort of like after class and he would, he would set up like a, sort of like a, a line, just kind of like a lap around the gym, almost like a maze. And he made Royval like walk it, like really slowly walk the line. And it was like, if you ever watched Oz, it was like the mind maze in, in Oz that uh, that Tim, the CEO director, put together where a dude just kind of walk in this maze and they collect their thoughts. And Mark Montoya would watch Brandon Royval go around and... As he got better at it, Val would like continue to speed up at the end of it. And Mark would tell him, like, why are you going so fast? He goes, see, this is what you do. Like, you just want to finish things as fast as you can, as opposed to like taking your time and like really thinking about it. And Mark just made him walk around this line, like this maze in the gym, which is basically just like a chalk line. And Brandon just like couldn't get through it by just walking. He just started to get faster and faster and faster. So they worked on that for so long until he could actually get through it without getting faster and speeding up in his walk, which is freaking insane. I love that tactic. So I am super curious about this fight. I'm curious to see if Roy Vell could be a little more polished, like a little more 2023 Justin Gaethje as opposed to like 2016 Justin Gaethje-ish. Like... I'm super intrigued by this fight, but Pantoja has been so good. He's been so good. I love this fight. It's going to be absolute madness for as long as it lasts.
3: Here are my two questions about this fight, right? What does that even look like? What does a like disciplined Brandon Royval look like? Because I honestly am not sure that I know what that looks like. like it's just... It's just so anathema to who he is and how he competes, and it might be awesome. Like maybe it's just really, really good, but I just don't know. And then on the other side of it, I am genuinely interested to see how Pantoja looks with the belt, because the old adage is you get twenty percent better when you become the champion, right? Like that's that's a thing. At the same time, that was such a cathartic win for Pantoja that I don't like the way he remember he won the belt and all of that had happened. Daddy proud of me now. I'm like all of that is that, is he going to come down to earth a little from that? Like, is it, has he achieved the thing and now maybe lose a little bit of focus, particularly in a rematch with the dude that he dusted up not long ago. So, uh, super interesting storylines at play here and the fight will be sick, but I do ultimately think that this probably just looks like the first one. So it makes sense for it to kind of get overlooked in that regard.
1: Hmm. AK's reaction is going to be incredible. Brandon Royval wins. He called it. He said 2023 on our prediction show, 2023 is going to be the year of the raw dog. I hope he does. It would be way cooler if
4: Brandon Rival wins. I'm... I'm as far as just pure fighting action, this is the fight I'm so looking forward to. So, um, yeah, yes,
3: this is easily the best in cage product that yeah, will
4: yeah. probably happened this week. Yeah. yeah, and that's a hard story for the UFC to sell. It's like, oh, just two really good fighters.
3: You see, but <laughs> oh, they're yeah. very small. They're very small fighters. So, move the camera tough.
4: closer so they feel bigger. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If they, would if there are betting be lines,
3: incredible maneuver.
1: <laughs> I mean, if there are betting lines on fight of the night, this would be the favorite right now. I would have to say
3: this has e- to be easily, game. it wouldn't even be close. Maybe Luke a. Gary could have been, but with that gone. Uh, now if you talk Luke a. Holland, that's also gonna be a heater. Uh, but we should. I mean that's the best idea I've ever heard Casey. Just all flyweight and bantamweight fights are filmed below the fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think you can do the you can do the camera over the cage for everybody else, but you got to find a way to get the up angle for flyweight fights well, and then now we're cooking.
4: And this is kind of a like not a secret but like that's why to me from a uh, visual perspective, smaller guys in boxing don't look as small because the cameras are eye level, not above the cage, for the most part. When you're shooting from the corner, so smaller guys just don't look as small. And uh, but but the way all cage fighting is shot, everything is shot slightly down, mm-hmm. so um, smaller guys look smaller. So
1: here. what else we got? Question, what fight gets moved up to the main card? I think Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell gets moved up. I don't know. I don't think in, so. I, I think they need that. I think, I, I think they keep this fight there for I think it's tell, so, Yeah, maybe you do Cody and put, Kelleher.
3: I think they put Cody and Kelleher because I think they, they always want like a sort of marquee lead-in fight to the main card. And Emmett Mitchell is that for them. Uh, I think they would move Cody Kelleher up. He's a former Bantamweight champion, super easy to do.
4: Yeah, and usually, and Emmett Mitchell is the main event on the prelims, right? Yeah. correct. Yeah, they never move that one because, and it's just a TV thing. Because I promise you, they've made promo they packages and, done and promo everything. Stuff. Yeah, and longer ones too, not just like little and and, quick yeah, clips, like, and graphics
3: know, and stuff. Graphics, it's yeah, just so, it's a pain in
1: the ass to do.
4: Yeah, so they'll they'll move. Yeah, uh, Garbrandt. That makes all
1: the sense. Yeah. What about? Um, I know they usually don't do this. Like it's very rare they do. they don't even really do this on fight night cards. But what if they did Casey O'Neill Ariane Lipsky?
3: It'd be I fine. I just go, yeah. I just don't think that they would do. I think it'd be more likely they do Aldana Hosa because Aldana oh, just fought man. for a title. But
1: yeah, O'Neill is way more fun.
3: It's definitely way more fun. But I I I would be pretty shocked if it's not Garbrandt Kelleher. It's former bantamweight champion. It's just like the easiest thing in the world to do.
1: Yeah, and they, He's they're not, not gonna doing
3: put, anything in the prelims for them.
1: Yeah, and they're not going to put Garbrandt on ESPN again because remember they did that last time when he fought Trevin Jones, and that fight was bad. Oh like that yeah, that was a real bad <laughs> fight. So yep. All right, what else we got? Let's keep it going. Uh, do, 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 do. Plus, Casey
3: O'Neill's coming off a loss. I feel like they just won't do that.
1: Uh, if Colby wins, is it him versus Strickland at UFC 300 as the super fight Dana was talking about? I friggin' hope not.
3: I can't say no, but man, I want to say no. Like, I he can never discount what kind of weird, insane stuff the UFC is going to opt to do these days, but that seems like the worst possible idea as far as I'm concerned.
1: Is that <laughs> so a super fight though? Like, is that like is champion that's versus champion? But that's my thing about super fights now like jed you and i you are like the the man has captain the ship about just defending your title over and over again in your division which I people I coming am, around oh,
3: people getting I'm, on board i love it oh yeah.
1: i'm i'm definitely co-captaining that i i, mm-hmm. I have the shotgun seat now i, I had to throw somebody <laughs> out of there but i'm certainly there now what the frig is a super fight now like heading into 2024 is volkanovsky to an actual super fight compared to Volk think- versus Makachev. Cause like it's so much rarer to see a champion <laughs> defending his belt against the next guy. up. Like that just is more super a <laughs> <laughs> Like what is a super fight now? That's what I want to know. Like what, what is Dana White and the UFC actually considering a super fight? I don't think this is a super fight. Like Connor versus like somebody could be, but it's gotta be like, even that, like, what is actually a super fight? Is it bringing, like, all-time great... Like, if they... I, I don't I don't That's want this question. to happen. I don't want this to happen. Is... If they do GSP versus Anderson Silva at UFC 300, like, the fight everybody always wanted but never got, the, is that a super fight now? Like, yes. would that, that yes. be considered a super fight? That, okay. that would be a super fight, yes.
3: I mean, look, it's a super fight well past its expiration date. Like, well past it. But, like... It's a Twinkie, you know? They never go bad. It's fine. <laughs> so that's – as <laughs> I, I would watch the hell out of that. That would I would be unreasonably excited for what is objectively not a very good fight anymore. <laughs> like, I, again, yeah. I'm not no. saying
1: this is going to happen. GSP has already been like, hey, it, I did training not. here. I'm not fighting. Don't worry. I'm not fighting. But if they did that, that would be super fun.
3: It would be incredibly fun. Uh, they're gonna consider anything with two belts a super fight, but no, this would be not a super fight by any other definition <laughs> of the phrase. Like it would just be a fight. Um I don't think they'd do it. I think it is more likely they do Connor Colby, but I just don't I I don't know what happens if Colby wins. Like I'm very, very unsure unless they just make him fight Bilal. Which would be, admittedly, quite funny, <laughs> but I, I just have no idea what they would do with him because I don't know what he will accept or won't accept.
1: I mean, on it, like I think the timing of this fight actually could unweird this slightly because I th- someone I, I saw somebody screenshot this. I haven't actually looked at this myself, but. Apparently on the UFC website for UFC 299, it's got O'Malley and, and Cheeto there, but it also has a TBD versus TBD there. At least that's what I saw in the screenshot, so maybe that's not – Colby headlining in Miami? Could that – even if it's Bilal, could he that do be that? Good. That would actually I think be a really good that. idea.
3: It would be a really good idea. Um,
1: he would fight Bilal he, in Miami, I think, just to fight on that he, card.
3: You would certainly know more about who he would fight. I think he would definitely fight in that card. and. Oh, it make a ton of sense. So it's mm-hmm. good. It's a good. Solid idea. And, and I Bilal, feel like you know, whoever whoever is I willing feel like to o- take the fight and can.
1: I do feel like over the last couple months, like the momentum and things needing to break for Bilal have kind of happened. Like little things along the way. Like even the even the thing you mentioned about Ian Machado, Gary. That was one of the things I thought of heading in. Like this, this whole thing is brilliant because by the time he gets to the press conference, it's just going to be all about Ian. Everyone's just going to fire shots at Ian. Every single person, except for maybe Patty, because they they know each other from the Cage Warriors days. But even that, maybe Patty takes a shot. Like Ian will be the focus of the press conference, and if he goes out there and dusts Vicente Luque, that's something you could think about in terms of like him jumping the line over anybody else because the momentum that kid's going to have following that would be gigantic. But now Gary not even fighting, that opens the door even a little bit for Bilal too. Like literally, so many little things comes up moving to one eighty five that opened the door a little bit for Bilal. Like just little things along the way have continued to open the door for Bilal just a little bit more. Now having this Miami card in March with Colby wanting, at least he said this at the media day, he would want to headline that card. Maybe the timing works out. I don't know.
3: Good. Uh, Bilal should. Do something cool on Saturday. Like be cage side in a way that is memorable. Don't we try and get, get into the cage to talk. I, I think that, no, that would do that. Be too ham fisted. But find a way to make this a thing, you know?
1: Like got to get into a run-in. Get into some kind of run-in with Colby well, and someone catching the on their cell phone. But, but,
4: you don't want to see the cage face-off? Uh, you'd rather him just on the sidelines going like...
3: I would I would be fine with the cage face-off yeah. if the if the UFC was going to get behind the fight because then that's just how it goes. But I am deeply uncertain that they will, and I am fairly certain that either man in the main event will not be looking to bowl all as their first option.
1: So Mike, they aren't Mike going looking to
3: up. riposte with him or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, pull Michael Chiesa. Just jump the rail. Have security get in get in your way. They escort you from the building. But at least like that's a cool vision of like Bilal trying to get <laughs> something cooking, but yeah. he doesn't say a word. I love that idea. Yeah,
3: you got to do some way to make your presence felt this week. I'm not sure what it is, but you got to get out there. And yeah, things are breaking okay for him. Like there's a chance here, but I it feels real tenuous, man. Like. Because if if Shavka just dummies Wonder Boy, I, I think he's in pole position.
1: Remember, remember where Bilal was at like over the summer. The last time I talked to Colby was the infamous John Anik line. That's when that happened. When he was like, "I'll go to Anik's house and beat his beat him up or whatever he said." And and Bilal like responded to that perfectly and did a real good job like keeping that story going on, saying that he would go to Miami and like fine Colby. He got, that was in April. Right. So that was actually like a kind of an interesting thing that was happening there. And there was actually a little momentum being like, Hey, you know what? Maybe the UFC will actually make this fight instead. If like Mazadal beat Gilbert Burns, like maybe below gets his wish. And then time goes by and like narratives change so quickly in this sport.
3: He should try to force his way onto the broadcast team and just be like, DC, let me, let me get that headset from you, my man. Let me, let me get, let me get in there with (laughs) that. Panic and let me start chopping up about these two bumps.
4: Bellani's I to just just um rush to not rush to press conference, but the the post presser. Whoever's whenever Leon or Colby's doing his post presser thing.
3: Should definitely be in be, the room.
4: Be in that room and just go raise your hand. Do that Ryan Bader thing. You know, whatever, Ryan Bader and uh Cormier or James Tony did this. That's how James Tony got a freaking fight You mean Luis Palomino.
3: Louis Palomino? You mean Luis what, Palomino? what Luis Palomino? Oh yeah,
1: maybe, maybe not do that. Don't, don't uh, that get out like out. that. Yeah, that did not work out well for Ryan Bader. That really didn't. That was a tough. That was a tough. Tough scene. I don't know. Scene. I mean, no, so that, it didn't work out up.
3: well for him. But I, mean, I still, th- I remember that now forever. I will remember it forever. I want the easiest fight in the division. Give me Ryan Bader. If, if
4: if Colby wanted, get gets on is on the dais and he's saying that, pointing at, give me the easiest fight, Dan. Give me the easiest fight. And that's it still gets his name out there. You know, Give I mean that's
1: not the Don Cheney uh John Calipari thing from when John Calipari was the coach of UMass basketball and John Cheney was the coach of Temple and he just stormed at Calipari's press conference and said, "I'm I'm gonna kick your ass, John. I'm gonna kick your ass. That that was like the viral moment of like the early nineties in college basketball. So yeah, Bilal, I mean just Bilal just needs he, to do something interesting here. He can't
3: he needs a brief outburst. That's it. Just uh, Leon's yeah. up there. Leon, no one gives a shit about you going to middle wait. Uh, I mean, if Leon wins, he should have bars set because that's what I would. I would be like, "Blow, get at me. I got, I got you, buddy." Like, so you spent years complaining and bitching about how you weren't getting your fair shake and your fair shot, and now you hold the belt and you're just gonna be do the exact same thing to me. That's bullshit. Nobody gives a. About you going up to fight a middleweight, give me my title shot. And like, that's it. Like, you're, you're heated yeah. with Leon right there.
4: I just love how this is just pro wrestling. Occasionally they fight, yeah. but otherwise it's just all pro things wrestling.
3: are pro wrestling, Casey. That's yeah. what we learn as we get
1: older. Yeah. And, and people like hate to hear that too. They oh, hate they hate it. This that. is aw- like, it's I'm a watching- storyline driven sport. Like, this is what the UFC is. This is why the UFC is so successful. This is why PFL is not the co leader because they don't have any like Stories. fun storylines right now. Their like, like, best storyline is who is Francis going to box next, and no, he's not he even like, not even Kobe fighting for like them that. right now. Yeah, like that's like, people, that's people the most like, interesting oh, thing. Colby right
4: Strickland would be great because of all the trash talk. Yeah, because you like pro wrestling, people. You <laughs> like You just want to see promos.
3: And that's I got to tell you, that would not be great because of all the trash talk. It'd be pretty bad. Colby is an objectively horrific trash talker.
4: Oh, I love it. I kind of love it. the more he. time he gets on the mic and the more he misspeaks. It's it's, like,
3: yes. <laughs> it's funny. It's unintentionally funny, unintentionally which is funny. not a, he, he never figured, like, it's so shocking how he could never figure it out. Cause it's not that hard. Like he's just doing jail, but without the knowing wink to it. And so it's mm. just bad and also poorly executed. So it's just, Ah, it's not that tough. You should be better at this at this stage.
1: Does Usman get a rematch if Colby wins? Maybe. Where is where is Kamar Usman in this whole situation? He's footing Colby over. If, if Colby, Colby wins, put, if Kamar Usman might over. be the dude.
4: <laughs> no one's talking about this, but like it's right there.
3: That would be so awful. Oh it would of course be so be, bad. But... Then if then when Usman wins again, then Leon will be like, yeah, well, I beat yeah. him twice. Oh, and So we'll spend the next two years with the same three dudes, two of whom are old and not the best anymore. And just be like, all right. So Shavgar just has to beat up everyone <laughs> until he finally gets his day. Oh, it's every outcome that Colby wins is so much worse. Yeah. Please, Leon, please do the thing.
1: Let's see. Uh, Chad, your hair is your hair is being uh, admired here.
3: No, oh, thank you.
1: No, this is no uh, comment this about is, my my hair freshly cut.
3: This is this is me not showering this morning. So,
1: all right. All right. Um, do, do, do. we we have time for like two or maybe yeah. two more, yeah, one more. We have
3: time forever. I got nothing going on.
1: Uh, will we see Jim Miller on the UFC 300 card and versus who? Yes, we will see Jim Miller on the UFC 300. Even Dana guaranteed. It confirmed it. Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who he fights. But if you have to I think to guess, Jim
3: Miller could break his leg on fight week and he would still fight. Like, I honestly think that it's a thing that would happen. So, like, I'll just go in and I'll figure it out. Like, I don't know.
2: Find Hit somebody with else with other crutches
1: leg. and just do like a crutch mm-hmm. fight. Love that.
3: Oh, just just limp his way out there and just be like, all right, M&R rolls, baby. Let's go.
1: I
4: want to bring him up, but would Jim Miller, Tony Ferguson be the perfect double retirement fight if Tony doesn't fine. retire? I like that It'd idea. It seems to make, I, it just makes a lot of sense.
3: I've been pushing a lot for Dustin Poirier. Because Poirier says he wants to fight at 300. I think Poirier, Jim Miller's... Makes total sense. If you disregard the fact that Poirier is like a top five lightweight, because we should, because he's not going to defend the position, like he's he has basically said so himself, then just let him fight dudes who have been around and are cool. The first fight with Jim Miller was deeply competitive and fun. Run that back at 300. Yeah. Joe Jim Miller's on. not going to beat the soul out of Tony Ferguson and get him to leave. I need people who are just going – to absolutely tar and feather this man until he cannot talk himself into coming back anymore.
1: <laughs> he asked me. That's that.
3: harsh, but that's just the world. <laughs> like, that's just the world we're in, guys. That's how we got where we were with BJ. Again, I lived this. I know this experience, y'all. It's.
1: <laughs> All right, one more. We'll go <laughs> one, one more. One more. Uh, there you go. Last one. We will have a preview show tomorrow, by the way. What is the headline they will write on Sunday morning about UFC 296? So what will be, I'll, I'll rephrase this, Jed. What will be the talking point, what will be the topic of conversation that we will spend the most time on, on the post-fight show after this event, in your opinion?
3: I'm going to go with, is Shavka Rachmanov next for Leon Edwards? Because I I, I think both of them are going to win. I think Leon's going to try and shift this narrative to the middleweight thing. Like that is the reports have come out that he intends to do that. That's just not going to gain any steam. Like I, I truly don't think anyone at all cares about that. Uh, And I expect Shavkat to be very impressive. And so it's it's one of those things where when two dudes in the same weight class kind of near each other in the perceived rankings and in conversation perform well. Hey, are these two dudes going to fight next? And I think we're ready to be there with Shavkat and Leon gets a good win. I, I, I think that's, that That would be my pick if I had to guess.
4: What do you think, Casey? Um, I'm actually 100% of Jed. I was thinking that too. Uh, Shavkat, you know, I'm predicting Shavkat to win big. I'm predicting Edwards to win big and uh yeah and that's is it is that, is that the fight we're going to get and um a lot of you know poor poor Bilal.
3: yeah i be like well is that the fight we're going to get or is uh, Blah's done enough like what what about blah and
4: stuff so so it's going to be basically who who leon chu well i got the whole middleweight thing i, hope, I don't want to talk about that yeah who's he going to fight next at middleweight maybe yeah, at welterweight and um
3: i just don't know, think we're going to have to Shaw talk around. about that I, I think the UFC is going to no-sell the middleweight thing um, because they should, because no one cares. Just no one cares. Except
1: I think Leon. Leon I think Leon told Damon, and I didn't listen to the M.A.R. Hour conversation because uh, it was my day off, but um, I think he told Damon that he clarified it and was like, I'm, I'm not asking for it like right now, but in the future. I don't know if it's just like a, a turn. Maybe you saw the reaction to him. and was like, mm, maybe this wasn't the best idea. I will go with... I'm going to play the odds here. I'm going to play the odds. Shaheen Al Shadi is going to be on the post fight show. This will be Paddy Ferguson. This will be Pimblett Ferguson. We'll get the most time.
3: I think there's. I I thought for a brief moment you were going to shout out your best friend and be like, Welcome to the year of the Raw Dog. But. uh, Could be that. Yeah. You're probably correct. if Tony Ferguson wins, I think that's going to be the biggest thing coming out of this. When he doesn't, because he won't, um <laughs> okay. it'll just be a sadder conversation about like, well, 7 in a row, 6 by finish or whatever the number is.
1: Stuff. Oh, AK no will be uh AK will be on the watch party for Ferguson versus Pimblett since this is all his fault. That this fight is happening, so he will be on. Uh, he will be the on, he will be on for that fight, and that will be the only guest for the entire watch party. Only so guest. That's it. That's it. Just AK for that fight, and then GC and I in our incredible holiday sweaters in is the festive. Santa um, is
3: this surprise Santa guest? Is that what's
1: happening? Secret no, Santa? No, because we're just gonna. But the screen gets a little too crazy. You know what I mean? Because we have, especially with the bets and stuff, it gets a little too. You know, a little too bogged down, um, you know. Plus, we just want to we want to watch these fights. You know what I mean? Like these fights, gotta get the guests in studio. That that would be cool. That would be cool. to Get the guests in studio. That's the move. UFC For 300. We might have to UFC 300. We might have to figure something out because uh, apparently, if if they book, it all depends on when they book UFC 300. Because if they book UFC 300 in April on a specific weekend, like GC is not even going to be able to do it because he's got, like, multiple weddings to attend. Uh, was, like, GC and them. I talked
3: about this off-air uh, a little back. It's like, yeah, that's – look, I'm I'm here. I'm ready.
1: Ah, oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. We'll figure it out. Uh, I think we're good. You can hit the music, Casey. All right. Don't worry. There's going to be uh, lots more stuff happening uh, with MMAfighting.com. We got two press conferences today. UFC 296. I can't believe we got
3: zero questions about, like – Every other fight on this call, by the way, because they're all good.
1: They're all good. Uh, we'll have coverage of the Jake Paul Andre Andreagas press conference, uh, not press conference, the weigh-ins. Uh, I'll be there for, for that ceremonial weigh-in. So only one press conference. Tomorrow we'll have the weigh-in show, preview show, another press conference, ceremonial weigh-in Saturday. We get after it. UFC 296. Three-star card. Thank you for watching. Good night, everybody.
3: Love y'all.
2: This has been Between the Links, an MMA fighting production on the Vox Media Network.
0: The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov.